0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of GVB Podcasts. I'm your host Sebastian Herrera, and I'm your co-host Patrick Valvano, and we're we're back, man. It's been a really long time.
1: Bing bong, bing bong. You know that if
0: you're a New York fan, you know a Knicks fan, take you it know all what the we're the fucking way. About. I uh, I I don't know if we'll go all the way, but no. you know at least top four this season. Hoping. Um praying. but yeah no I just I kind of want to discuss a little bit um where we're headed you know like the the direction of this podcast so we definitely took a big hiatus pretty long almost a year actually All, almost a year like hiatus a year. I don't even know um, when our last episode was recorded but I don't know either I yeah. I think I mean it, we just definitely had a lot going on yeah um I have, you know, gone from Brookdale. Now I'm officially a Monmouth University student. Yes, he is. He's a hawk. I have completed my first year at Monmouth and now I'm into my second year at Monmouth. So. Yeah, and uh, you're also teaching now. Yes, right? well, I, well, technically,
1: I'm doing service learning in classrooms. Not going to say the school or anything like that, but it's a fun time. Love the kids; they're fantastic. Teaching is an awesome career to go down if anybody's considering it. So, yeah, so that out there.
0: definitely, obviously, big moves. Like, yeah, it, for both of I us. I mean, real uh, estate. You didn't even talk about that. Bring yeah, that up. I I am a, a real Good estate man. agent. So, um, I you know I spent a lot of time not doing this podcast. Unfortunately, uh, I spent most of my time studying and trying to do my best to get my real estate license and, and got I got it. License. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm a licensed agent now. Um, but, you know, you always come back to what you love. And this was something that I really definitely enjoyed doing, and I and I didn't want to stop. Hell yeah, no. And for me, it's always been a passion project. I used to love, as a kid, like, listening to
1: WFAN, which was, like, the sports station here in, like, New Jersey, New York. And, like, every day on the ride home, my dad would have on Chris, uh, Chris Russo and Mike Francesa. And they were, like, the first two guys to, like, really set up the format of, like, sports talk shows. So, like, First Take is based off of them and everything like that. First Take, like, yeah. ESPN? ESPN, okay, First great. Take. So, everything, uh, pardon my... Part Pardon the Interruption, which is another um, ESPN show. Like, every debate show in, like, in the sports world, basically anything, like, sports radio in general, is because of those two guys. Mike Francesa and Chris Mad Dog Russo. So, I love them. I've always loved the radio stuff, the podcast stuff. So, it's great that we're, like, back
0: into this again. Right. I yeah. mean, and speaking about, like, that sports radio stuff, I mean, like... I feel I feel like a lot of the topics that we talk about here are also sports related, so I feel like that should definitely you know yeah of course hit those of points course. for you. Hell yeah! Speaking of sports, though, by the way, I mean a lot has um, been going down. I feel like you know 2021 has been a crazy year as is. I mean 2020 was crazy, and then 2021 just didn't slow down, in my opinion. Yeah, and of I definitely in sports it's it's it's. Um, it's going, man. I mean, there's news with uh, Aaron Rodgers, for example, for all you football fans. So I didn't really catch the whole story. He did. Yeah, you want to fill for the in? most part.
1: So basically what happened was Aaron Rodgers had told the media in like during training camp that he was immunized so that he was technically vaccinated. That's what when you say you're immunized at that point, especially during the conversations during the NFL training camp, it was not a witch hunt, but they were trying to see who was vaccinated, who wasn't vaccinated. Right. I, I so, heard about that. Yeah. Right? So, he, so was like- he claimed that he was. Right. and then he tested positive for covid this week i'm not sure i don't remember when he tested positive but he tested positive and he would show up to like press conferences conferences and stuff without the mask on so when you do that right you're implying hey he already said he's va- technically vaccinated so he's going through protocol as if he's vaccinated and he's not. But the mm. team knew undercover that he wasn't vaccinated because like for instance, I think he complained. He went on the Pac McAfee show today, which he's a I believe he's a former NFL player, but he went to complain about what happened. So he basically said, um, what do you call it? He said something along the lines of like a lot of things. He said, um, like the mask, he was going off about the masks. He was going off about multiple different things. So he was also complaining about this the was fact. Aaron Rodgers that, yes, going off, right? Like okay. basically, like how the fact that like he has like a woke mob coming after him, and then on top of that, this is what I wanted to say, is that he said that when the team would go out to like uh, on the town of cities and go in to like to get dinner, I had to stay in my hotel room when everybody else was like going out and getting food, and it's like, dude, there are people literally dying from this shit, and you're gonna go to complain about the fact that like. You just can't go out to get food with your, like, teammates. Don't you think that's fucked up? He, like, first of all, you put people at risk because you're lying. Second of all, then you're com- going to complain about stupid shit. Third of all, then, okay, we I enjoy Joe Rogan. You enjoy Joe Rogan, correct? Like, we yes, like listening I, to him. Yeah. Okay, but my take is, first of all, CNN, fu- um, we're going down a different route, but just just hang on for one second. CNN lied about the ivermectin because he did take ivermectin, but the thing was it was a human version of it. Okay, so that's fine. Joe Rogan's still wrong, though, because of the fact that there's no evidence yet that it has any impact on COVID. What really helped Joe Rogan in that sense was monoclonal antibodies. So then Aaron Rodgers is also promoting the ivermectin stuff and how we talked to Joe Rogan about how to solve the COVID stuff. And don't get me wrong, Joe Rogan's healthy. He's right about that. You should, be, you should strive to maintain your health. So in case you get a virus like that at any point that you're Ready and raring to go—that your immune system's fired up to get it. On top of that, the monoclonal antibodies are something proven that helps people, but a lot of people can't afford that yet. So to be promoting that kind of stuff too, when like it's like a lot of people don't have access to certain kinds of treatment yet—it's very—it's very sus in my opinion. But go ahead, your take
0: on like. I, I mean, the whole—I mean, I don't really know. Like, I I just heard what you said about yeah. the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, and so, I mean, you know, he. He didn't get vaccinated. Is it like a protocol? Like, do all NFL players have no, to do that? I, those... I didn't know if they did or didn't. I was just so they don't, right? No, they don't. They don't. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, at that point, I'm thinking like, all right, if they don't have to, which is like, all right, whatever. Like, I know in the NBA you have to. Um, are you right? Or, no, sir, there's, is no, it some there's no, It's only the um,
1: teams in like San Francisco,
0: so New Jersey, right? Yeah, right. New so New certain York, teams, so do. yeah. Well, um, there's no team so in New I Jersey. So I mean, like, anymore, I mean, he's within his right to not get it, which is like, I mean. It, that's a whole personal like, yeah, opinion fine. and topic like uh, that. That's like different than what this is. But I mean, I, I think if he was in this right to not get it, and to to you know just continue the way he was, that's fine. But I, I see where the frustrations are, where everyone's like, he did say he was immunized, which is, is a weird way to say I got vaccinated when he didn't. Yes, um, to be fair. So I do see that where it was like a little misleading. Mm-hmm. Or, or Well, a lot of misleading, yeah. to be honest. A little bit, yeah. I do see the, the frustrations with people there uh, with him in that whole situation. But I, I, at the end of the day, I mean, he didn't do anything technically uh I mean illegal or going against like any of the NFL rules, right? No, he did. So like, I mean, I get like morally, maybe I get, I can see where morally he went wrong, and would I have said that I was when I wasn't? I mean, no, but like, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the guy's getting paid millions, and millions of dollars by by the yeah. Green Bay Packers. So does he really give a shit? Like no, he's he gonna gu- he like care. he's gonna get attacked online. Sure, but he's gonna go home to his like multi million dollar mansion and not give a shit about anything that we're gonna say. The issue
1: with him, obviously, you're not fully like aware of what's like you're just learning about this now, so you don't know like the full story. But like the main thing he's complaining about too are the people on Twitter that are coming after him, and it's like Twitter, it's like you go on Twitter, that's that's a whole other
0: thing thing that I think like all all athletes, bro, they i get nowadays. I get it i get it like hate hate speech is a real thing and like people hating on you on twitter it hurts like social media is like definitely a toxic thing <laughs> yeah. in my opinion but i mean do i use it yeah and do, like if i see shit like if someone were to say something to me on social media do i would i just like get over it prop i mean i would try to would it affect me i'd be like damn that's like that's like rude but yeah. you know at the end of the day it's just people online saying shit and like these are literally athletes that have been like like they knew what they were getting into when they got the job of, of a professional athlete like every um everyone that like that goes to a game for example, right? They go to the stadium, they get they're like there you're at the free throw line. They're booing you. They're hecking they're heckling at oh, you. Yeah. They're going crazy at Hell you. Yeah. Is that like not the same thing as people on, on going on Twitter and they're being like, "Yo, you suck at basketball or you suck at football?" Or, like, you're stupid. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, like but- Obviously, some people do go over the line, like, I hope your family dies. I've seen yeah, so many of these things. And I'm like, that is... Th- I think that's where, like, social media platforms can, like, you know, take a step in and just be like, yo, like, we're going to ban this account because that's some, like, crazy shit to say. Yeah. But at the same time, they should be able to handle a little bit of, like, fucking heat from, from their fans or from people in uh, their rival teams. Uh-huh. They deal with it in person. Why can't they in the comment section of twitter Uh, listen my take
1: on this is that athletes nowadays this is gonna be like a super like old school conservative take but like i think athletes nowadays are way too soft oh for sure for sure not only with like physical injuries and stuff like again this is like this is some area where like i just i'm just always like on the more conservative side with this stuff it's like if you have a job to do and you have like a minor injury or something like that my like nothing like life-threatening obviously but something like Okay, let's say your team is in like game seven of a championship, right? Like a championship series. Like it's game seven, NBA finals, all on the line, like, and you're the best athlete, like, or like you are a key player. You play through whatever. You play through whatever. You're going to play through whatever. Even like through the playoffs. Like Derek Jeter would always, 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 he would not tell Gene Monahan and uh, Steve Donahue, who were the two (laughs) Yankees trainers, any injuries that he had because he wanted to play. He wanted to be out there. Nowadays, it's just like, I don't want to be out there. I'm going to rest. I'm not going to play in the regular season. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Then on top of that, like, why i get social media is important to uh marketing for these athletes i get that but my issue is this is like why do some of these athletes just spend so much time reading through that shit like it doesn't matter you are a millionaire you are playing kevin durant you have played in multiple nba finals you have won multiple nba championships yeah i I think you're better than all of them
0: get over it the number one like um I, I guess you could say like the face of this whole issue the face of like the the letting the social media and Twitter get to them I think would be is Kevin Durant hell yeah <laughs> yeah I don't of think of course let me, let me like let me clarify I don't think Kevin Durant lets it get to him mentally in the sense that it'll affect his game because he's arguably the best player in the league right now yes I agree 100 percent okay but what I think is that this guy spends way too much time with those Twitter fingers going off Sweet. like I think he I think there's a crazy stat out there. I think he has more tweets than he has points in the league. Not only that, but he also, like he How also do has you have more sub-count. tweets than you have points in the league? And, that, and I'm talking about thousands of points. Like, how do you have thousands of tweets like that? Like, just going crazy. Like, dude, at some point, you just got to let the people shitting on you on, on Twitter just, like, go by and do exactly. their day. Like, you don't have to respond to every single tweet about you. Like, I think that's just very... Like, you could just see that. Like, KD's, like, soft for that, in my opinion. I don't think... I don't think, like, athletes should be doing that. I think, no. like, if they're tough enough to, like, withstand people booing them on the fucking stadiums, they don't have to, you no. know, they don't have to respond.
1: Yeah, no, and I agree. And, like, the thing is, it's just that, I don't know, athletes from when we were growing up, obviously, social media didn't have the presence that it had. But I feel like they were just more more dedicated and more
0: in love with the sports that they participated in. Well, I've, actually, I have a question about social media for you. Yes. So So, overall... Overall, would you say social media is good or bad? Terrible. It's terrible. It's would, terrible uh, so you, you would say social media is more bad than it is good now in, in this in this day and age. I'm going
1: to take the it's more bad, but I'm going to take give you the more positive sense for like the overall take on social media. Okay, just is real that, quick. I'm gonna have really to say, quick, so I you disagree. Can, with so you, you. Can, okay to be fair. So the good thing about social media is this. People now have an outlet to get their content out. We have an outlet to get our content out to you guys. Mm-hmm. People who wouldn't be discovered in the past in the 70s, 80s, 90s can now get discovered without any sort of connection, any access to any airwaves. You have the access regardless. Like we, You can do anything you want on the internet and get famous. <laughs> fucking charlie d'amelio is like fucking dancing and she she's a multi-millionaire us. yeah Making okay more money than exactly us. maybe you guys should get more subscribers for us so we can make more money i'm getting besides the point but that that's basically the positive in it is that like you can market yourself you can show the world who you are and who knows you can get big from it or i think more importantly you can influence people in a positive manner so that's the good in social media the bad really quickly is just it is destructive for people's mental health and people are constantly comparing themselves but go ahead your take on it Okay, so
0: I, I'll acknowledge the bad, right? So obviously it's like it's, it can be really, really toxic uh, for your mental health. I mean, I, I think people comparing themselves to others on social media and all you see on social media is like the bright side of things. So I definitely think it's like uh, bad, especially for younger minds. Like all oh, yeah. they see is like their friends or people they know in school. And all they have is like happy posts or whatever, super filtered and all this stuff. And they see all that and they think like, oh, that's like a great life. I need to have that. I don't have that. Like I'm upset that I don't. I acknowledge that. However, I would say that social media overall is more good than it is bad because like you said, so now there's platforms for people like us, just regular Joe Schmoes to, you know, make a living even. You know, uh, people you could just make some money, but you could become rich or you could just make enough to live and that could be great for you. You could make your brand, whether you sell clothes or apples or you own a farmer's market, whatever it is like now you can market yourself to other people. That's awesome. And connecting with like people across the world or families in other countries. I think that's like overall was way outweighs like the the negatives of social media. I agree with you, and I think in that sense I
1: do agree. But I think the most important thing is that maybe it's it's not the platforms themselves; it's the people behind the platforms that cause issues. Oh yeah, I think something that whole Facebook like dossier came out with like all these like multi like what do you call it these news outlets like work together to release the facebook papers from that lady do you remember like the lady she was on like i don't know listen guys i'm not good with the descriptives right now but like 60 she was on 60 minutes and she talked about how like facebook internally knows the the hate it's allowing to spread on its platforms and like and again facebook owns instagram and stuff like that on top of that there's internal Documents that show the detrimental impact the platform has on youth and younger kids, and the fact that Facebook and well, Facebook and Instagram were tied to the hip because they're both a part of the same company, that they're not doing anything actively to fight against that and promote the more yeah. positive stuff is concerning. And on top of that, like the div- divisiveness in the country is mainly their fault as well because they capitalize on it to
0: get you to stay on the app longer. I think there I was mean, also. Go ahead. I see what you're saying, but yeah. like I mean, it, it's tough. Because there is also there's also on the other side of the coin there's some there's there's a thing there's such a thing as like, um, uh, silencing too much or monitoring too much like you know like Twitter, it, like, I I'd argue Twitter's mostly like a left leaning kind of social media. Well, here's platform. a question for you. Here's a question: If you have a world
1: leader, uh huh, that is spread, we, we all know who I'm referring to here. But if and okay let's put it this way all world leaders regardless i know like for some some uh middle eastern country still has their world leader on twitter and trump's not on it but if you had the like if any world leader was spreading absolute hate and led to some sort of insurrection on any capital or any anything of violence any event of violence would you ban them from the platform
0: well that i mean that's that's what i'm trying to say it's okay, like a tricky it's a tricky thing because i i get the whole thing like were we still doing the, the podcast when that whole riot thing? No, happened? we didn't. We didn't even get to oh talk, talk about January 6th. Well, that, that would have been that wild happened. if that happened. That would have been like a great gonna, podcast. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, I get that happened. Um, obviously, yeah, well, I mean, without getting too much into it, it happened. Yeah. Uh, and I get like, you know, I know we're referring to Trump here. Yeah, of course we He's are. He's banned from Twitter. I just don't think it i I see why I do see why you would want to, but I think that they shouldn't have and I get that like he he does a lot of hate speech I get that he was never really very um how should I say kind with his words <laughs> yes he was never he was he never you know watched what he said he just said what he wanted and I get why people wanted to ban him I get why they did but I don't think they should have because it sets a precedent that like This this Twitter could just ban whoever they want whenever they want. So I don't know. I mean, would you? I just I come to think of it, I'm like, okay, what if it was the other side of the token? What if it was your favorite guy, Bernie? Right? Yeah. Your favorite guy, Bernie. What if they were, you know, Twitter was still Twitter. It was the biggest, one of the biggest like social media platforms there is, and they leaned a little more right than they did left, and they decided, you know. Bernie is saying some fucking crazy, crazy things about, uh, you know, communism, all this. He wants to do that. And they ban Bernie from being able to speak on the platform. Would you or would you not be angry? Oh, I would be pissed.
1: And the thing is. So hold on. So let me take
0: that. So you would be angry because he was banned for what he wanted to say, right? Yeah. I would be. Of course I would be. So would you, I mean, I get why people are mad that Trump was banned because he said what he wanted to say. I get it. I mean, I don't think that Twitter should have banned him. I really don't. I mean, although I don't agree with the, with some of the things that Sky says at all. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think it's a good precedent to have been set. I agree with,
1: this is a two pronged approach.
0: I guess you could say is I
1: agree with the fact that like you can't censor everything, meaning that like, there's a, there's a tendency in our generation to immediately shut people down once they say something somewhat controversial. And oh, the thing yeah. is, you can't let that happen, especially if you're on the left like me, right? Like I'm, I, I'm a registered Democrat, but I'm farther left than that. So the issue with the left throughout history is that we are consistently censored all the time. And like people on the left, our age, forget that. It's like throughout history, the left has always been censored. So you, you, I don't want to say you idiots, but like you guys don't, we allow to, <laughs> I know, <laughs> we allow people to, um, to throw other people of different beliefs out of a platform or out of their uh, sponsorships and stuff like that. But you forget that it can come right around and bite you in the butt. On to Trump, though, however, is that, the issue with Trump is that there was a lot of language that led to an incitement and a, and a riot and a, an attack on our capital, which has not been seen. Any attack on a Capitol has not been seen since the War of 1812, when the British attacked the White House and everything like that. Anything in Washington D.C. Hmm. So the issue he, there is is that fact. Is that like once a world leader has incited violence in that sense, then I think that the platform that they should be uh, deplatformed for at least a little while. Was he not a, was, a permanent? Was he ban. not banned before that or? He might've been like suspended for like 24 hours. What I would have done personally is I probably would have banned him for like a month and a half and allowed him to come back. That's what I would have like, give him one shot. And then if he fails again, that's it. And one more, one more point. When that Facebook, those Facebook, uh, that recent thing that came out about Facebook, where all the newspapers work together to like release the papers, internal memos showed that they do not censor the right as much as they do the left because they're afraid of the right's reaction because the right always goes cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. So there have been, like, he's had dinners with, like, Mark Zuckerberg ha- has have ha- has had dinners with Steve Bannon, who's the head of Breitbart, um, Ben Shapiro, the head of the Daily Wire. A lot of us are familiar with Ben Shapiro. So oh, yeah. he's a very, you know, guy. I don't, I don't yeah. know, I'm, I'm, yeah, owning I know. the lips. Yeah. Anyway, but um, the point being is that he's much more afraid to sense. He allows things to slip on the right, and the issue is that the left has its kooks. I'll, I'll agree with you. But the right has a lot of subgroups now that are very controversial and have the beliefs that jfk jr was going to drive down the same grassy knoll that his dad went down when he was assassinated and basically help reinstate trump as president a few days ago people literally waited because of the q conspiracy. They that? yes there's a video of it oh wow they literally waited for jfk jfk Listen. jr guys died in a plane crash in 1999
0: there's no way he was going to come back and people waited look man look I. people are allowed to do whatever they fuck they want, even if it's, in my opinion, dumb, dumb. not smart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're allowed to do. I what agree they want, with you know? that. I mean, of as course. long, I, it's a tough line to balance, man. I, I will say that at the very least. It's just to have all these people be silenced on one side rather than the other. I just don't think that's necessarily fair. Um, I get that whole insurrection thing happened. I just, I, I don't know if I was any, if I was Facebook or Twitter. If I was any of these CEOs and had all this money and this huge platform i just let it just i just let it be and i just let everyone do and say what they want yeah i disagree i i don't think you can
1: especially when it leads to a riot like that you can't do that because of the look where look it literally it to the as somebody who's a political science major the attack on the capitol even if nobody well a few people died understandably that's horrific we don't want to see that ever happen even a trump supporter i like she shouldn't have been leaning in but like the fact that she was a killed is disappoint disheartening it sucks but around the world that attack which was built up on social media platforms has lowered our stance globally and that is bad for our supremacy around the globe because we we are the only we are the strongest democracy we are the longest lasting democracy and because of that attack our image is shattered and the russians and the chinese can use that and be look how fragile their democracy is we don't have a democracy we just tell you guys to do as you do. We allow you to have freedoms, but isn't our system more efficient? You don't see that kind of mess happening here. That's basically the 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 message that we gave them that we we allowed their ideology to take precedent over our own ideology. So now they they look more powerful in that sense. Not not globally, but then also our allies are like D- they've got a problem internally right now. That's not cool. The us as Americans. So that hurts our standing globally as a superpower and allows our adversaries to gain more power as well on a global stage I mean, which isn't I, cool
0: i mean i guess i mean who doesn't have problems though right I mean, yeah what country but doesn't? who who also
1: who would have thought that the united states would have a similar like attack on a capital as hey, something bro. happens in south america hey, bro. Every,
0: i mean every, it's bigger they are the sucks. harder they fall unfortunately
1: yeah you that's, know that's fair but like i said i think that facebook the social i am not a fan of any of the big tech companies at all even as
0: a lot you're not a fan of any big am not none of them, any any of them you can't name one that you're a fan of not one not a single one you mean to tell me yes and you know where i'm going with this i don't know where you're my going, my boy with this. my boy elon you're not even a fan Okay, yeah, maybe he's like, not that's technically. Not a, it's
1: not a, that's a, not a big tech company. He's it's a huge company, though. Yeah, but it's not I big tech. I'm talking about. But Mans like Facebook, is the richest man in the world. Twitter. I mean, it's a pretty big fucking. Yeah, company. but it's not a big. It, tech. Company. But
0: it is technically a tech company. I mean, he's. It's, it's an all tech-based no, car. Yeah, it's. You a, know,
1: it's a manufacturing company. It's a. It's a. All right. Fair enough, I'm a, I'm a fan still. of what he's doing. I just think sometimes he does stupid shit, but go ahead and go into the...
0: I know where you want to go with this. Something I mean, not even that. that. I'm just saying, like, you're not a fan of... I mean, I get... I, I mean, I'm not a fan of Facebook. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of uh, of Twitter and all these things. Like, yeah. like, the way they're run, at least. Do I use them? Hell yeah. But am I a fan of the way they're run? Absolutely no. fucking not. No. I, I will say, I am a fan of the way uh, all of Elon's companies are run. Boring company. Uh, fucking Tesla, to... For sure, um, and, and I'll tell you why. All right, Frick it. Speaking of Twitter, man. So he did. You see the tweet? I saw the tweet. I saw. So for those of you who may or may not have seen or heard the tweet, Elon Musk has said if the UN can provide him a plan to solve the world hunger with the six billion dollars that they claim that they could solve world hunger with, he will give them six billion dollars. However, he did say on ter- he did say on Twitter with the terms. They have to release that information to the public with open source accounting so everyone can see it. And they didn't. So that to me shows, all right, these motherfuckers did not have a plan. They didn't expect Elon to ever like actually be like, okay, I'll give you all the money that I have. And they were like, oh, this is, uh, we were just calling a bluff or whatever it is. They're super underprepared. And then actually someone from the UN uh, retweeted back at Elon says, let's meet in private to discuss this. And I'm like, that to me is fishy, because why do you want to meet this guy in private? You're going to talk about like how he can make money, how they can make money, how they could pocket stuff like no to tell everyone how they could solve world hunger. If this guy is willing to give you six billion dollars to solve it, you should have a plan to solve it. If you really care, it just clearly shows that they don't care. There was something I I read about the whatever, whatever uh, chief of
1: what is he? Hold on one second. Oh, is executive, the, yeah, the chief uh, of the chief. World Food Program. This guy, he's apparently also super sketchy. He's taking money like under the table, and like, that's what I'm saying. He's used, the issue with okay, you need these global systems in place, like the UN, to prevent an all-out breakout of like World War, like World War Three. That's the only reason why this exists. It's the stronger League of Nations, not even because like when it comes to like gathering up these countries to be like, yo. There's a genocide happening in Rwanda. We should all like work together to stop that and like send our like world, in, world uh, UN troops in to do something. Mm-hmm. And we everybody goes, I'm not gonna send anybody in. Don't want to do that. So then it becomes like the UN is basically just for show. So they also appoint people to positions that are corrupt. Sounds familiar to the United States government. So the head of the World Food Program, who Elon was tweeting at. Is a super corrupt guy from what I was reading, and That's like he, what I'm he saying, man. Yeah, exactly. So I, the issue I don't like. I understand what Elon's doing, but at the same time, he probably like, would. Do you think he would do it if it was? Would he have put that offer out there if the reason he put that offer out there was because he knew the guy was corrupt? It's not because he was genuinely wanted to do it. It's because he was calling their bluff. That's what I mean, he was doing. Mi- so well, do you think he would have done it had the had the UN operated? The way the UN's supposed to operate.
0: I mean, yeah, I think he just, cra- I mean, like, love the guy Elon, but I think he cracked under pressure. He was like, damn, I mean, maybe I should, like, give them money. Maybe I should fund it. Because, like, I mean, this guy, K he, you know, he, the way I think about it is, like, yeah, I see where you're coming from. He bluffed, you know, he was Hell like, yeah. he was like, oh, this, this guy's corrupt. He's going to not want to, he's not going to have a plan. This, that, and the third. I'm going to, you know, call that bluff and tell them I'll give them $6 billion. I get that. I do. But at the same time, I I have to say, like, I mean, there is that 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 factor in, that I just think that he genuinely would give the six billion even if this guy wasn't corrupt. If they if they were really like, yo, Elon, give us your fucking money. Like you don't see you don't see Jeff Bezos doing that. No, because Jeff Bezos is an absolute I, I don't think Elon's as much of a douchebag, but I think Elon's still a little bit of a douchebag. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean look I mean, uh, Look, he's listen. basically
1: the real life Tony Stark. Listen, let's we, we be have honest. real life Tony Stark let's be honest is a douchebag. Here. If your
0: net worth is anywhere or starts with the letter b. I mean, you're you're, gonna be auto, you're automatically a pretentious douchebag. Yeah. Understand. I don't care so. what kind of person you are if you're the greatest human being on earth, you're automatically going to be a pretentious asshole. Uh, you will be. But I would argue that Elon's not as bad as, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos.
1: No, I mean, I agree. Listen, I like what Elon's doing, especially with the automotive industry. I yeah. love it. That's what you want to I mean, see. now
0: you see literally every single car manufacturer has an electric car. Yeah, because they can't. Listen, that man's going to take them out of business like, if, if, they don't if they don't. Exactly. If <laughs> yeah. they don't, they're going like, you see Toyota's got electric cars, Ford, yeah. Honda, like, everyone's got an electric car now. And it, I, I think it all started because of Elon. I mean, like, he, the first, like, I think the first electric car to hit the market, um, the full, first fully electric car, wasn't the Tesla, but it was the first one to have, like, made the electric car popular. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think he's, like, the one who, like, really, like, amped it up, like, yo, guys, if you don't make something electric, then you're going to, you know, lose out all your sales to me. And, like, it doesn't, doesn't, like, isn't there, like, a plan? That like uh, Joe Biden wants to make all all car sales by twenty forty electric? Probably. Uh, listen, Something I'm gonna be like honest that, with you. The energy I don't think that's gonna sorry. happen. No, honestly, because but like <laughs> these oil companies, yeah. But you still, even then, that I think that's sick. Them, yeah. Anyways, though, uh, speaking of technology, still though, I I've actually really been into um, you know the crypto and Bitcoin atmosphere lately. Ooh, I, it's yeah, I'm me. telling you, man, it is. Um, it's popping off, and uh, I I'm starting to do my research and get into NFTs now too. I learned a little bit about NFTs today. I don't know much, so explain it to so, the audience too because they don't know. Okay, so a lot of them probably don't. If you guys do or do not know about NFTs, I'm not very well versed in it, so I'm going to give you a very uh, rough synopsis of what an NFT is. Oh, wow. So essentially, an NFT is like an online collectible, similar to where. Art in real life is a collectible. You can buy, well, you can't buy the Mona Lisa, but you could buy a, a very unique piece of art from an artist and it'll be super you know, expensive because it's like a one of a kind um, piece of artwork that no one has. right? NFTs are similar to that in a sense. It doesn't necessarily have to be art. It could be a video. It could be um, uh, a video game game uh, I think it can be as well or parts of a video game like clothes like clothes and and stuff yeah Yeah, land actually too in video games land in video games and so it's like basically buying online collectibles that you own and Dude, people are making money off of these things. A lot of fucking A money. A lot of money. So like I saw someone on Twitter today. They were they were showing their like returns off of uh, OpenSea, which is basically like an art or an NFT gallery or art gallery online for all these NFTs. His returns, dude, so he spent like I mean, somewhere like in the thousands, like maybe two, 000, three thousand dollars in like artwork or NFTs, right? Mm-hmm. In 26 minutes he returned 1.2 million dollars and that's and that's that that shit. is profits bro like, yeah, like imagine holding on to a piece of artwork online for 26 minutes and then all of a sudden you, you just become a, a millionaire like this is ridiculous now i'm obviously i'm not saying everybody is going to be making money like that no clearly not but I mean, people can be, people can and have been making money off these NFTs like crazy. Even the
1: NBA. The NBA had, um, what do you call it?
0: Oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of it. I think it was the Bucks, right? The Bucks sold an NFT. Not
1: even the Bucks. The NBA has. The NBA. And
0: and if people are worried that this Bitcoin. Top Shot is what it's called. Top top Shot. Yeah. yeah. If people are worried that these like NFTs or Bitcoin and Ethereum and all this stuff is like super scammy or like not going to be the future, dude, so many celebrities huge corporate companies like global companies too are buying into these nfts okay so um do you know what the metaverse is metaverse no
1: you gotta explain it to me isn't that the thing that um what's his name mark zuckerberg's kind of into yeah Yeah, so like so i I don't know
0: i'm not sure facebook created it or not but it's like essentially an online universe that anyone can access and uh and Play as characters or be as characters acting. It. It's an artificial reality kind of world, and it is so like people are so invested into this that even companies like Nike are buying oh land. Oh my god! Oh my. Excuse god. me. They're buying land in the metaverse. Oh my god, dude! I'm. T- this is a legit thing. I don't <laughs> want to hear anyone say that. Oh, this online shit is not gonna last. It's not the future. Like, it's super scammy. It's not real. Like, dude. I don't want to hear that. If companies like Nike can invest into it or are investing into it, you should too. Anybody can do it, dude. I, like, I was looking at it right now, or not right now, but like earlier today. No, right now. Like keeping up with yeah, not right, keeping up with uh with all these NFTs that I want to do and every. It's just it's so easy for anyone to just hop in and do it. The important thing to mention with NFTs is this:
1: um, unlike art, which can be like replicated in a sense and people could have very legitimate phony copies of this There, the way it's what is it called do you know what it's called the, how it's it goes into like a database so and basically the thing that happens with these the basic the bottom line with the nfts is this is that it is unique and essentially there nobody can replicate what you have that's why it's non-fungible fungible means one thing can be exchanged for another for so another, if i have right. if i have five singles five singles and i want a fi- i want a $5 bill i want to condense it i can trade it in for a $5 bill your piece of art your nft can has n- there's nothing comparable to its worth that it can be traded for that's it's why it's non-fungible
0: exactly yeah. it's 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 it, it's so unique because it's uh it's a computer code it's you know a bunch of zeros and ones in in a computer it's so unique that there's nothing else like it on the market that you can't exchange it for anything else other than obviously, you know, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana. And all yeah, and the stuff.
1: important thing to note is this. You can code it so that if Seb makes a piece of art and sells it to a guy, he can make 5% profit
0: on each right. sale of the right. piece of art, and this getting is, rid of the middleman. This is why so many companies are doing this. Yeah. I mean, so I, I'm an, uh, a Barcelona fan, a soccer fan of uh, FC Barcelona, and they are releasing a bunch of nfts about uh, i think it's like their their most historical like their their best historical moments in their club's history you know like goals and videos yeah. of, of people scoring and a bunch of stuff like that and they're doing it because one they're bankrupt they're broke as shit <laughs> unfortunately love yeah. them to death but they might not be a club in the future just about oh really no they're not okay i was gonna bad. say okay but hyperbole, they're just really okay. hyperbole but they are really bad so Two, when they sell these things and other people sell them to others, they make a profit off of every single sale. Say I sell it to you for, I don't know, one fucking Bitcoin, which is $50, 000, yeah, right? a $50,000. Yeah, ton of money. <laughs> yeah. Barso will make 5%. You sell it to someone else, they'll make a 5% on that. Like, It's a great way for companies to be making money. And it, it, honestly, man, it's a great way for normal people to be making money too. The issue I have with it is it very
1: much reminds me of like the dot-com bubble, the late 90s, how everybody like fully invested in the, all these internet companies. and like, I will they, say they, it's risky, so I'm not, that's, that's I, without I'm warning. Say, it, it, is, I'm not saying risky. it can't last. I'm not saying it won't last, but I'm saying right now, I feel like it's a bubble and eventually it's going to burst. It's gonna clear out a lot of people and then it's gonna settle and be, cause look, the internet's still around, right? There are companies that made it out of that bubble. Amazon's a prime example of it. They made oh, it out yeah. of that bubble burst. Yeah, 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 but I'm yeah. saying right now, it's the same thing with Bitcoin and Ethereum and stuff like that. I feel like it's very much similar to the dot-com bubble of the late 90s, where it's going to burst. It's just, it's not a matter of if, but when. And you can make your money now. I'm, I'm saying you—I'm not saying you can't. And I'm not saying it's not the future. I'm not saying
0: it won't last. But it's very, very, very similar to that process. No, you see, I'm going to have to disagree. And I'll tell you why. The dot-com bubble, every, that, everyone invested into that. Um, major companies did major too. A lot of people invested, on Wall Street invested into these companies. And they lost money. A fuck ton of I money. A fuck ton of money. But I think it's because they didn't know what they were doing because the internet itself was so new. I get this whole metaverse, this all these NFTs, Bitcoin and Ethereum, it's all very new. I understand that, but the internet itself, like people can, um, I guess you could say, guesstimate how things are going to turn out and work more so than they did back then when they didn't have computers. I just don't see how this thing could break down, you know? I mean, I mean obviously there's going to be hiccups, don't get me wrong. There will be. And there will be crashes and and uh, floor floor crashes and and price ceilings are gonna go through the roof and all that for NFTs. But that's with every business, with every kind of market. I don't think this is gonna crash. I really don't. I think this is the future. I, I truly I, I definitely do the think thing this is, is the that is the same thing that people thought during the dot com age. It was like you
1: don't know you don't know. Right now to you it's novel to you it's new to to a lot of people who invest in it it's going to last. The same thing was said to those investors. It's like oh you have this dog thing website that's going to last. Oh you have this website that sells books. All these new adventures into the internet are going to last because the internet right. is this new powerful device. That's what I'm arguing. I'm not saying that again I'm not saying that NFTs won't be a thing of the future future tops is even invested in nfts who a trade, tops the trading card company oh really yeah they have invested in nfts and tops my parents collected tops my parents collected baseball yeah, cards. no, no, and definitely. those used to be a foot worth the fuck ton of money some of them still are so i'm not saying that this won't last all i'm saying is this you can make your money while you can but be up if you want to get involved with it sure i might even get involved with it myself it seems pretty cool it seems like it's worth it but at the same time don't put all your eggs in Egg one basket, basket. exactly that's oh what yeah arguing. i mean that's the, super, obviously i'm not but doing see that neither, that's what i'm but. saying is it's a quick way we as americans like money we like a quick way to
0: make money some okay, people and, clarify, and a lot of people not do, we as americans i mean every single fucking person on this planet likes money bro i don't care if you're french
1: well we could get into the argument of some people prefer making money and some people prefer helping people out instead of making money do you know what i'm saying like some people are super profit obsessed and other people are i want to help my community obsessed
0: that's just the, but that's. I that's mean, yeah, but like, that's, you yeah. can't tell me the person working a fucking, you know, uh, a soup kitchen, you know, he gets obviously he wants he or she, money, but he doesn't he, want. Hold on, hold on. He yet. or she gets like satisfaction from helping those people. I will not deny that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, that person probably wants an extra couple hundred dollars in the bank account. Am I wrong? Yeah, everybody does. But I'm, I'm not wrong. saying. I'm, I'm saying some saying, people
1: are like, I want to. I will grind my way through everything and do I mean, whatever yeah, it difference. means to get to the the top That's there's different saying. levels to but it but besides of the point i'm making is this nfts fine to invest in go for it but just do your research just make sure you do your research credible research don't do yeah. stupid things credible research look at multiple things don't just
0: do one website and be like oh that this makes is it, the yeah. i mean, this this is, I mean this don't is me wrong. some for. some nfts look super cool to like yeah. you just want to invest in them or buy them just to keep them yeah but uh it, my take on it man if you're gonna do this nft thing i would i would at least Check their Twitter and Discord and website for a week straight. Be active in there and see if those moderators and people in there are actually active, if they're actually interacting with the community to make a a better project down the line, too. Because I know a lot of uh, NFT creators, right, like these artwork people are making these uh, NFTs down the line playable characters in the metaverse. And wow. I'm like, it, you Jesus got like, Christ. dude, I, you really have to like, this isn't, this isn't some get quick rich scheme. Yes, you can, you can get rich quick, but I think you should treat this just as if you were to treat some company in the stock market that you wanted to invest in. If you want to invest in, for example, uh, a water bottle, a new water bottle company, right? You want to look at their, their financials. You want to look at their yearly reports. You want to see what they're about. You want to see what their next five-year goal is. You want to see all all of the the plans that they have in line to expand their brand. You want to do that. You want to look into it and research it. Do the same thing with all these NFTs. Treat it no differently than it was a company in the Fortune 500. That's my take on it. That's a good way to look at it. And you can still make money that way. And you can make it pretty darn fast, man. I've seen some NFTs that that I didn't get to hop on early enough. Started at 0.06 Ethereum, right? Which is like, uh, like I don't know, like a couple hundred dollars, 300, 400 dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Two days later, they're on the open sea market, which is like, again, the NFT art gallery. They're selling for like seven Ethereum, which is hundreds, if not th- like hundreds of thousands of dollars, dude.
1: That's a lot of fucking money. I I know. Listen, it's super tempting, especially with people who are in debt.
0: I'm telling you, dude. People, anyone can do it. Anybody can get into it. Anyone can do it. I don't want to hear any excuses, man. People can do it. I'm telling you. You just got to do your research.
1: Yeah no, listen. I agree. I think it's a cool thing to invest in, but again, like Seb said, do the research as if you're investing in like a Fortune 500 company or something like that. So yeah, like, it's, be careful. With yeah, it, man. just be super careful. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Stupid, as Philip DeFranco says on his show. Who's Philip DeFranco? You never watched that on YouTube? The no. Philip DeFranco show. It's like a news. The guy's been on like YouTube for like 15 years. He does like a news show every day. God, YouTube. 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Just dude. imagine that's crazy, right? I remember, you remember when YouTube.
0: Ever? I remember when YouTube first came out. I do too. I mean, well, I don't. Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't remember exactly when it first came yeah, out. You know, we, we were watching. We were five the years old, start. but like, yeah. uh, like maybe 2010, five years old. It's still a fresh, new, young company. But yeah. it still wasn't even bought by Google at that point. I don't think. No, I don't think it was like till 2012, maybe yeah, till 2012, 2013. Yeah. So it was like a fresh new, you know, website still. And um, <laughs> I was on there, and I'm like, damn, this is great. Like, I I remember watching so many how-to videos on there, all the dumb videos you'd see on I YouTube. remember watching Fred at, like, the age Fred, of seven. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, my, my mom God. was like, what the fuck?
1: I told her about YouTube. And, you know, being the boomer that she is, not really on the internet at that time, 2007, she was pissed that I was on the website. She had no idea what YouTube was. It's 2007. It's two years into yeah. its yeah. existence. My
0: mom was born in 59. Doesn't really go on the website that much. <laughs> Dude, so, no, I'm telling you, like, it was definitely... Um, there was a huge adjustment, adjustment that people had to make to get used to YouTube. I remember my parents would, uh, they like for a while, they wouldn't let me go on YouTube because I, one, one, one time, okay. one of my older cousins, they were way older than me at that point. I think I was like maybe 10 years old, 11 years old. They were 18, right? They go on YouTube and they show me this video and it's how the world is going to end. Oh, and me, that. I'm a 10 or 11 year old. I'm thinking to myself, oh my God oh my God, the world's going to end. Oh my God, oh my God. And it was like this really, really crappy 3D video job that like even worse than the old VHS tapes you would see in like in school when back when you'd had those old televisions of like this massive asteroid hidden earth exploding it and killing it all. And I remember I watched that video from start to finish in utter silence. And then I turned to my cousin and you know what she says to me when she looks at me? Like when that video finishes, she's like, you're gonna die oh my god you're gonna die with that plane and when it explodes and I, like i look at her and i'm like
2: oh my god <laughs> Oh my god! I, like, I
0: swear bro i was terrified for like a year probably and they didn't let me go on youtube because of it because they were like man this guy's you know afraid of everything and now he's like all these videos on youtube yeah, and he's bro. gonna be terrified
1: Dude, there was uh what do you call it one time i didn't go to church I stayed home that day. My, my mom and my sister went. So I was on YouTube just chilling. And I was like, I was really into ghost stuff for a while. Like, I really liked. I ghost think ghost everyone was. me. Yeah, I, exactly. okay, I loved. I love those some ghosts people videos. people aren't. And I
0: just, I love those videos. Do you believe so was, really? good? Do you believe in ghosts?
1: Yeah. I think we had this discussion one time. We definitely we did. Definitely we did definitely, did, definitely on, did on the podcast, I believe in ghosts. But uh, I believe in ghosts. ghosts yes. I believe in spirits. We can go more into the, our vision of an after afterlife if you want. But um, I was at home mm-hmm. on YouTube. On the desktop computer. My parents didn't have laptops, obviously. So sitting at the desktop computer, just chilling, click a video. It's like ghost appears in a rocking chair after like 20 seconds. And I'm sure videos. all of you have seen this video. The chair starts rocking back and forth. And then the exorcist girl crawls up to the screen. Oh, and screams, my God. Bro, I, used I couldn't sleep. Those I couldn't sleep, bro. Do you
0: remember those videos where it was like that maze game?
1: Yes, I and remember. And you'd yes, watch the
0: maze, yes, and you'd oh, get scared. Get, oh, dude! The nightmares oh. I had of this, of this demonic woman—it's the Exorcist girl.
1: That's what it is. It's the Exorcist oh, it is? girl. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's why. Like, I, I Ugh. can't even watch. Can you listen? You like horror
0: movies, right? I love them. No, I think, I, I think I can't horror movies it, are too. probably one of like, uh, if, if, I'd say Marvel movies are my favorite, and then horror movies are my oh, second favorite. Really quickly, update on the Marvel stuff. Our first
1: episode, I said I didn't. I have watched like three or four of them. I have watched every oh single God. Marvel See, look, movie. One now. year. That's it. One
0: year can change a person so much. He yeah. went from someone who didn't even like superhero movies, yeah, no, now watched it. every single one back and front, in order. Yes. And now he's going to the movie theaters to watch them when they release because he's such a fan. Yes. I mean, if I didn't do God's work for him and get him on this exact su- like Marvel train who did, know, right? Exactly. It's not no, but else. seriously, Luke, I mean I mean spit dude, even Marvel movies, um, at the time of recording today, November fifth, the Eternals movie just came out. Oh, I forgot that. When did it come out? The 3rd? Today. Today. It oh, came out today, November 5th. Jesus and Christ. I, I, when I, I tell I'm you, doing... dude, I am so excited to see this movie. I'm like, hyped, but I'm still way more hyped for... Um, Spider-Man? Yeah. Listen will spider-man will oh like dude that that's trailer. my
1: end game like you said that's yeah. my i didn't get to watch end game obviously in theaters and i watched it like as my third marvel movie like an idiot not watching anything yeah you else. didn't watch so it didn't marvel. hold any value until i made it through all of them but yeah the
0: spider-man is gonna be my it's gonna be Endgame. amazing it's gonna be an amazing movie yeah. i can't wait for that but i mean i'm still gonna credit uh, chloe Zhao for directing the eternals it looks like a beautiful movie to watch it looks like, I, I hear the reviews are like, eh, not so great. But I mean, even like, I I just, I want to give it a shot and make my own opinion for it. I yeah. think it's, I think the cinematography is going to more than make up for it. Yeah, I was surprised by uh, Shang-Chi in particular.
1: I was uh, very that surprised that. That was a great I mean, movie, was, too. Shang-Chi dude. Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi yes, that's Sorry, perfect, Shang-Chi. Sorry, I'm Shang-
0: white. <laughs> such a great movie movie Dude. man. If you didn't see it, you guys should go see it. I love those old Kung Fu action movies and it was like it was kind of like a Kung Fu movie more than it was a superhero movie. And yeah. I think that was great. I think I think Marvel switching up the formula, but somehow still keeping Marvel into it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're switching up the movie formula but still managing to keep a little bit of Marvel in it. I think that's really good yeah, for the And franchise. to
1: make such a um captivating movie out Dude, of it was a character that's studied. not like to mainstream just regular old viewers of Marvel movies and including myself, I don't really know much about comics and stuff like that. He's, he was an off-brand character. He yeah. And like, they did I that, didn't, You I know, they did that excited. with Iron
0: Man too, right? He, Iron Man was originally like an off-brand character that no one that. wanted, no one liked, no one knew. And they turned Iron Man into what he is today. Yeah, listen, the
1: studios—I know—unfucking believable. Listen, they,
0: look, Kevin Feige—he is doing a great job at the helm of Marvel Studios. I truly do think that he's going to take this next saga and even the make TV it great. series have been. TV series are great. Well, the Disney Plus series are technically not TV, right? The, Disney Plus yeah. series are great too. Yeah. I mean, watching all those things—it's hard to watch. Yeah, in in a row, in <laughs> of because <laughs> like some of them are a little. I didn't really like. Um, Ah, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That much I liked it, but yeah. it just it was it was just so slow paced for me.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, I liked it obviously because there's a lot of political themes in anything Captain America related. So. um yeah i enjoyed it uh my favorite one was definitely loki i honestly wandavision i was i was a fan of but i wasn't like it's probably because it was spoiled for me by the uh, time i watched it but like you also spoil a lot of shit for yourself i do dude. i do you go it on instagram yeah exactly we complain about twitter and
0: social media and then i just i admit to you people that i'm on it so i mean i mean yeah well, but even then i mean yeah these movies i'm definitely excited to see where they take this whole thing um and I, I like I said before. I mean, Marvel movies are my favorite genre uh, of movies, but yeah. horror movies, man. Oh, dude, I, you I can't. Gotta I gotta love a great horror movie.
1: I cannot watch them. You really? I can't. I get sick. To I, my, feel, I actually get physically sick to my stomach with some of them. Really? I don't know why. I don't well, know what kinds? Like, like, do you like a so like, slasher? Like, so like, anything that's super like super gory, super violent, super. Mm, you um, can't handle it. I can't, especially if it's like dealing with some sort of like poltergeist, like some sort of like demonic character i literally get sick to my stomach as if like some sort of like i know this sounds like fucking like unbelievable but as if some sort of like evil spirit is like latching onto me that's how i feel when oh, i watch those movies okay. i don't know why listen i'm not saying i'm a sociopath or anything <laughs> we're not making that statement
0: but what i'm saying is it's very it makes me feel terrible all right well i yeah. mean i i look i get it i get some people can't watch the gore they can't handle that yeah. stuff and the demonic stuff is like people have certain feelings towards it but like what Horror movies? Can you watch that? Listen, if at all? The child's play ones are actually fucking hilarious. They're not. All right, they're, but not they're not, not even horror, horror movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I like real horror movies. Are like uh, the Conjuring. Those, can't watch it. I can't phenomenal.
1: watch anything real horror. I really can't watch. I'm being honest with you. I can't. I'd rather watch a rom com than I would a horror movie. I'm being honest <sighs> man, with you. That's unfortunate. You really how much of I mean, man am I by
0: standards. Dude, I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> you just went, saying, you went, mm, Maybe not. Dude, I'm just saying. You gotta, you gotta be able to sit through one horror movie, and then if you could sit through one horror movie and feel the rush of being frightened and the on the edge of your seat the whole time, not knowing what's gonna happen, and making it through all the way at the end, and then you're like, whoa that rush that you get at the end it's like it's the best when you're watching a movie it's the best yeah i mean listen i
1: i do enjoy a, a good scare sometimes but however like sitting in a movie theater with like the fucking, especially as a kid i hated loud sounds so like really like, yeah with the amp like anything in like a theater like that getting scared to death i will i won't shut down but i'll be like get me the fuck out of here right now mm. i cannot handle this
0: yeah i get that haunted uh,
1: houses too were a, a bit of a problem we have a friend that um couldn't make it through a haunted house one time. That was a fun time.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean. Speaking of haunted, excuse me. Nice. Sorry. <laughs> uh, speaking of haunted houses, actually, I think maybe a month ago. Yeah, about a month ago, like right before Halloween, I went to the number one most scariest haunted house. Not haunted house. Haunted. Um,
2: what, what
1: what was is it, it is it a prison is no
0: it? it was it was like um what would what, what, you say what did you just go through walk through uh, um a haunted house a haunted house right <laughs> well it was a haunted hayride it was like a haunted hayride music like uh like theme park basically okay it was a theme park what was it it, it was in pennsylvania theme. okay it was three hours from jersey so i was mm. deep deep in pa in the boonies i number one scariest attraction in america okay it was so frightening, dude. From the my from pants. the ride <laughs> getting there. Okay, we drove through um, Amish towns oh, to get that's there. That's frightening in itself. And so we drove at night. So everything would. Um, if you're not familiar with the Amish, they don't use electricity. No. So all the old barns and farm homes and everything that you saw like driving through there was pitch black. All you saw mm-hmm. was the huge corn stalks going through there, candles uh, uh, in the door, in the windows, and everything. Everything was just it, it. just felt like I went back in time, and I felt terrified to be there because I felt like I just was out of place. Yeah. And then I mean, even driving there, people with with horses were driving down the road and everything. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Who's down the street in my six? Dude no lights no street lights no nothing pitch black all that we could see through was the the lights of the car and so we're going there i'm already scared getting there yeah i would be too when we get there and everything it's fine we it's like a nice little amusement park in the in the insides but then when you get on to the the attractions there's four the hayride oh boy dude so this hay ride you you get onto like um this tractor who's and it it, it Hall's like, you know, like hay- a bunch of hay bales where you can sit on. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it goes through these kind of stations. Okay. And so it pulls the actual back end of the tractor in. So it's just the people that gone on the hay ride. And it shuts down on both sides of the tractor. And so oh, you're in fuck. this enclosed <laughs> room. And they have this these nasty, gory sets all surrounding you. And then they have these actors come out and do the craziest shit. Mm. And do they, so they touch f- you? They touch you. Oh fuck no, dude. Mm. So I uh, went in there, and the uh-uh. first the first attraction uh-huh. there was was um, a pig's slaughterhouse. Okay, in front of me, there was this man. Mind you, everything's like super dark. You can't see anything. There's only a couple of lights. There's this guy in a pig mask crawling onto a dead body, eating it. And then behind us, there's this man with a machete and another pig mask, like screaming at us, smacking the the tractor and everything. And he's grabbing our backs, poking us with the knife, and I'm like, "Oh my god, ah, this is terrifying!" No, 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 all this no, no, no. stuff. That was scary, dude. When I tell you, like, I mean, we went through a couple of other stations; they weren't that bad. But when I tell you, one of the scariest parts that I went through was a clown—no, uh, a circus. Oh. Clowns were like little kid clowns were popping out of everywhere, rolling all over us, like, like yelling in our ears, pulling our hair. They were going crazy. They weren't—they weren't light on us. They were rough, dude. The tarp from the top of the of the station fell on top of the tractor, and we were being smothered as we were being pulled out. Scariest thing ever, dude. Uh, dude, uh. I'm telling you, this this place. If you really want a good scare, you got to go. I, it's the, I forget the exact name of it, but I, I'll leave it in the description below, dude. It is such a such a crazy, scary thing to go to, and I loved every moment of I it. I think I would. I had a panic attack on, like, a Disney ride one time. What? I was five years
1: old. Okay, listen. Okay. What?
0: So, listen. Hey, come on. To, I'm listen. out here talking bro, about bro, clowns okay. coming at you, you with machetes and stuff. Second. you know, what are you talking about? Having a I panic was, attack I on I was five Disney years ride? old. I was
1: five. I was five. Get out of here. There was this ride called Stitch's Great Escape. All right. Okay. It used to be called Alien Encounter. And the way it worked was it was a uh, circular theater where you sat down and you were strapped in. Mm-hmm. From They would come straight down onto your shoulders and you're strapped in. And what happens, what used to happen was, it was meant for teens originally when it was developed. Okay. This massive alien would come in this test tube, and then it would break out of the test tube. Pitch black, then the alien's like spraying on you, it's jumping on your shoulders, it's doing all that fucking shit in the pitch black. Okay. So to make it more family friendly, because Michael Eisner, who was CEO of the time, was like, all right, we kind of failed with this project. Let's make (laughs) it more family friendly. They made it Stitch's Great Escape. I went on it on my first trip to Disney when I was five being in the pitch black yeah. the loud sounds the burping the jumping on the shoulder the little it will because of course it's like it's tech it's like older technology so it's going to push you down like right, pretty right, hard right, right, being right, five right. years old and dealing with that not a fun time i think what happened was halfway through the ride too like they uh, they released my seat and they just let me like go by my mom and like hold on to my oh, mom boy. i couldn't handle it and then we went on when i was 14 and even at 14 I was still uncomfortable with the experience. I was still like I might cry. I don't know if this is past trauma or this is just me right now, but I might cry. I don't
0: think I can make it through this right now. Dude, I so, Oh yeah, I feel you. I feel your pain there. Because yeah. I like when you're a little kid, like I get it. Like you're scared of stuff, but I mean when you say you you're fourteen years old and you come back and you're still scared. Huh? That's no, enough. A little bit you gotta tried, to take but, that You know, you just take it. So that being said, we are running out of time here on this podcast. I hope you guys did enjoy Uh, us coming back on and just being able to talk with you it it was it really is just a really a really fun time for us we enjoy every moment of it and uh we definitely want to be doing this again consistently exactly that's the key we're going to be more consistent we're going to be
1: constantly putting out episodes so we're doing our best for you guys exactly try to spread the word try to get more people to listen and thank you for being such great viewers
0: yeah thank you very much and that being said. just please drop a like if you're watching on youtube drop a comment just to get edit interaction up subscribe to us uh if you guys want to just listen to the audio only go on spotify uh itunes we're all available there please uh just do everything you can to support us and we will do our best to give you the best content week that we can yep that's all right that being said thank you very much guys peace peace out